<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Sunday Show. Great to have you with us. Over this past week, the House of Representatives successfully moved a contempt of Congress vote through the committee and onto the House floor. That House floor vote is expected to come sometime this week, and it's all becoming very real to Hunter Biden that he may soon be held in contempt of Congress. It may be the reason he suddenly changed his course and maybe his attitude, we'll see, making a full 180. Hunter's attorneys telling Congress Friday that the first son will now agree to sit for that deposition in his father's impeachment inquiry. His attorney, Abby Lowell, informed House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan of his client's, well, come to Jesus moment, his decision to go ahead and do what the law requires. But they ask, of course, that a new subpoena be issued since Congress formally approved an impeachment inquiry since Hunter Biden was first asked to be interviewed. For my part, I would think the Republicans wouldn't engage in any of Hunter's deception and games further and move straight ahead with the contempt of Congress vote. We'll see. And over on the Senate side of Capitol Hill, Mitch McConnell and the boys hard at work this coming week trying to figure out how to get the most amount of money to Ukraine in this latest bloated budget agreement, Senator Rand Paul says the Republicans, namely Mitch McConnell, are selling out to the Marxist Dems on the border because Mitch McConnell is more aligned with Biden and the Marxist Dems than the Republican Party. Here he is. On this issue, he is more aligned with Biden. He, on the issue of funding, sending your money to Ukraine and sending it everywhere around the world, McConnell is much more closely aligned with Biden than he is with the Republican Party. Our guest today is Senator Tommy Tuberville of the great state of Alabama. And Senator, always great to talk with you. Welcome back to The Great America Show and great to have you with us. 
Let's start with this apparent negotiation that's been going on between the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, and the Biden administration. Your thoughts? Well, number one, the Democrats want nothing to do with closing the borders. That's, uh, you know, they're wanting uh, more voters to come in. They think that we'll vote for them in the long run, Lou. It's a catastrophe. Uh, it's one of the worst things that's happened in your and my lifetime here being a citizen of this great country. Uh, but the Democrats want a zero solution. The only reason, the only reason that there's any kind of conversation that that's going on with trying to come up with some kind of solution or some kind of new priorities for the border is because the Democrats and a few neocons or Republicans want $100 billion for Ukraine. I mean, that's the only reason. If Ukraine wasn't a factor, Lou, we wouldn't even be talking about this. So there, I've heard that uh, uh, Senator Chris Murphy on the Democratic side and Senator James Lankford have been talking over the holidays and trying to work out something. I think they've got something that they agree to, and they're writing a text this week, possibly could vote on it next week. Uh, but there's nothing they could do at the border that would satisfy me, to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we can come up with all these solutions. They're not going to do anything. There's laws right now to stop what they're doing, Lou. They're not going by them. They're breaking the law, the Constitution. Joe Biden's broke laws every day he's been in office, and it's not going to change. Is the Republican leadership in the Senate, and uh, obviously the House as well, uh, do they really believe the American people are dumb enough to believe that they're that the Republicans are getting anything for going along with Biden, that there is any way in the world that Biden would start shutting down what is now the cartel border along uh, uh, that 2000 mile stretch. Yeah, my understanding, Lou, is they're uh, coming up with some kind of number metric of how many would be uh, uh, feasible or that we would allow to come across. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, one one illegal coming across is against the law. And they're talking about four or five thousand a day that, OK, we'll cut it down from 10,000 to four or five thousand. Now, if the American people swallow that and agree to that, uh, along with the Democrats and a few Republicans, uh, we got huge problems because, uh, you know, these people are costing us billions of dollars a month. Uh, they're bringing across drugs. Uh, you know, there's 190 countries, 193 countries in our world and 190 countries are have been. Uh, been known that would have been participated and come across our borders. So I, I don't I don't think the American people are going to buy anything other than what President Trump was trying to do is build a dang wall, get it up and then allow the people that we won't allow to come here. That's the only way that we're going to be able to handle this. Well, there's something very interesting going on because Biden, who's in immense trouble because of his approval numbers, uh, he's got the lowest polling of any president of modern history. But on the issues, uh, the approval rating on issues, his approval rating right now is 26 percent on immigration and border security. That's the lowest on any issue, and it is ranks amongst the very highest issues for the American people. Uh, and yet there is no response whatsoever. There's no change in direction by this uh, this Marxist dim uh, party of Democrats and no change of policy or direction whatsoever on the part of the Biden regime. Uh, what do you what do you think that that's a reason in 2016, Lou, that the American people elected a non-politician businessman by the name of Donald J. Trump because he ran on his number one uh, agenda was stopping people at the border. And people are sick and tired of it because our American tax dollars go more to anything, go to the people that are coming across more than the people that need help 
here in our country. And so it's going to be the same idea here. It's going to be the same agenda. President Trump's going to run on the border. He'll win because of that. We cannot continue to do that. And we got to get the Republicans on board uh, with President Trump. Uh, you know, there's 18 of us that have said, hey, we're for President Trump. I don't know where the other ones are. Uh, sooner or later, I guess they'll come, you know, come to uh, their senses and say, we've got to have a Republican in there that's going to be for the American people. But that is exactly why Joe Biden is, is his numbers have just tanked because of his right. what he's done at the border. And and again, you know, you got Mayorkas, they're thinking about impeaching. The, the guy's not going to close the border. You can impeach him all you want. Okay. I mean, he's already told everybody the border is not open. It's closed. Well, I tell you right there, he, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So we have got to have people that actually care about this country and the people of this country. Well, you're talking about uh, 18 endorsements out of the Senate. Uh, is Senator Lankford one of those endorsing the president? You know, I don't I, I don't know whether he is or not. I, I know that Senator Tom Cotton was the last one that came out last week. I was the very first one because, you know, I, I represent Alabama and we're strong uh, for the Constitution and for the president, uh, President Trump. And uh, uh, of course, he's up here in D.C. today, right down the street from my office, uh, having to go to court again because the the Marxist Democrats are going after him, trying to keep him off the ballot because yeah. they know if he wins, he's fixing to close shop with what they're doing and they can't allow that to happen. So they're going to fight him every way they possibly can. They're going to try to put him in jail. It's criminal what they're doing. But I think the American people who are finally seeing through it, if they don't, we got huge problems anyway. Right. And by the way, the order of endorsements uh, for President Trump uh, from the uh, senators, uh, by the way, they, they are ordered by intelligence, character and uh, judgment. And you wouldn't uh, be surprised to learn that Senator Tommy Tupperville is number one in those endorsements. Senator, we're coming right back with you. Folks, stay with us. We're going to take up a lot of issues you don't want to miss. We're talking with Senator Tommy Tuberville. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now. We're talking with Senator Tommy Tuberville. I want to turn to the uh, GOP uh, lawmakers. Uh, they're not too pleased about the one point almost seven trillion dollars that uh, uh, Johnson and Schumer have come uh, come to agreement on. Apparently, uh, what is the sense? Uh, because I know there's a lot of hostility and disappointment and frustration in the House with what Speaker Mike Johnson did with the the triumvirate of uh, um, I'll call them. Uh, basically rhinos and dims. Uh, what is the situation in the Senate on the budget agreement? 
Well, first of all, Lou, when we go back home in our states, the people of this country that actually pay the taxes and pay the bills, they want the budget cut. They want to see see our deficit go down $34 trillion and lose. September the 18th, we were $33 trillion. And in December the 28th, we went to $34 trillion. That's three months. We are out of control up here. And, you know, they come up with this top line of one point, whatever it is, six or seven trillion dollars. Uh, and it says, oh, we've got that's a six billion dollar cut. Wait a minute. That's a drop in the bucket. We better start understanding we cannot continue to spend like this. Uh, evidently, they don't want to shut the government down. It's going to take that. I'm telling you, it's going to take shutting the government down to get people's uh uh, attention up here, but I tell you, they, it, it's, it's like they saw a ghost. If you bring up, shut the government down. And, and again, we, we went over Lou three, three, four weeks ago, before we left for Christmas, we went over for the first time, 23 million federal employees. Think about that. 23 million. It's never been that high and it's growing every day. We've lost our minds. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, Pres President Biden just gave them all a big raise. Well, uh, most Americans are suffering right now uh, under inflation and also a slowing economy. Uh, let's turn to uh, the, the Defense Department uh, undergoing a review, quote unquote, over Lloyd Austin's disappearance, his hospitalization, telling no one what he, including the president, uh, it, it's just a most, it's most astounding uh, conduct by any Secretary of Defense I've ever heard of. Your your, your reaction, Lou? You know the big thing uh, about the White House and their organization. It's kind of like being a head coach. You've got assistants, or if you're a CEO of a big business, you've got people that work for you. The decency is if you have one of your top subordinates that has a problem, health problem, or whatever, you know, you call your boss and. Uh, everybody up here knows that Joe Biden's out to lunch most of the time. And I, I think this is a huge slap in the face to the, to the White House and the President of the United States for him not to call. Now, he probably had to call somebody. But the thing everybody shouldn't understand is he's got hundreds of people that work for him. And I'm talking about the Secretary of Defense. You know, somebody should have made a call uh, to the White House and say, hey, by the way, the Secretary of Defense is down. He's in ICU. But there was no call. I mean, no communication. Communication is the number one thing that drives what goes on in an organization like the White House, the government, or, or anything that goes on. So, uh, again, I everybody asks me, should he be fired? Hey, that's not my job. That job is the President of the United States. And if the people have no confidence in Joe Biden, which I'm telling you, most people don't. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Uh, you know, he's the one that needs to go. And so hopefully in 10 months uh, that happens. You know, Senator, as you're as you're talking, I'm thinking here we are with a president, uh, as you referred to out, <clears throat> excuse me, out to lunch. Uh, he is he's mentally impaired. Uh, he is not a healthy man. He is not fit to be in the job. And I think everyone understands that with his uh, cognitive impairment, with his uh, uh, corruption, uh, with his he is a compromised uh, president. He is nothing more than a puppet. And people, I think, truly understand that now. Uh, then you have Lloyd Austin, who doesn't even understand the, his own military chain of command or the National uh, Authority chain of command. There are two people who have that responsibility. That's the president of the United States, and that is the secretary of defense. And he just goes for, uh, you know, I'm sure it was not a pleasant walk, but a walk to a hospital uh, and is in ICU and nobody knows about it. 
I, I, this is just, to me, it's just absolutely nuts, but it, it happens in every department. He has people who have no qualification, no energy, and no work ethic, and actually have no plan to achieve anything. I think we may consider many of those secretaries of these departments, they, they're sort of heroes because they are not doing what damage they certainly could. Uh, but this is this is a pretend government, a pretend administration, and a pretend president, it seems to me, Senator. Well, Lou, we've talked about this before. This is the most dangerous time in your and my lifetime. Uh, we've, we're on the verge of three wars, which could just catapult into something that we would be, it would be devastating, not just our country, but all countries. And, and the, the guy that it pulls the strings uh, for our military, 1.5 million, which is, I think is, we've got some good military people, but I think they've created a situation where probably the weakest that we've been, uh, you know, somebody has got to be in charge. And, and you, as you said, all of his people that work for him, you know, the secretary of transportation is a, a disaster. The secretary of Homeland security is a disaster. Uh, it, I, you could just go on and on. Right. Uh, but the country's kind of running on, uh, on autopilot right now. And, uh, you know, we, we've got a constitution that we go by. The problem is they don't go by the constitution. They break it every day and we can't afford to continue to do that. So, uh, November can't get here soon enough. Uh, I'm hoping that a lot of the Democrats even see this, the guy and the people that are running this country right now are running it straight into the ground, changing it to a fascist Marxist country uh, with all kind of ideas that the American people don't deserve, the American taxpayer don't deserve. We have got to turn this ship around in the right direction. Senator Tommy Tuberville, God bless you and thanks so much. Thank you, Luke. Senator Tommy Tuberville, thanks so much for being with us. We'll talk with you soon. And coming up next here on the Great America Sunday Show, former CIA analyst John Gentry, the author of the important book, Neutering the CIA. We'll take up the intelligence agencies, meddling in politics and elections, and how we can do something about it in the 2024 election. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for staying with us here on the Great America Sunday Show. Joining us today, John Gentry. John, thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. I want to compliment you on your book entitled Neutering the CIA, Why U.S. Intelligence versus Trump 
as long-term consequences. Well, neutering the CIA is the title. We recommend it to everybody highly. And John, I have to say, first and foremost, thanks for doing the book. The American people are desperately in need of all of the information that we can get about the intelligence community and the disinformation they're ginning up and their relationship to our government and the political system. Obama's plan, as you point out, to fundamentally transform America seems to lie at the very foundation of what has become the weaponization of the intelligence community, and particularly the CIA. Is that a correct statement? I think it's a major part of it. Uh, not the only not the only part, to be sure. There were some evolutionary ch- changes occurring. Young people were coming into the, 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 the IC, the intelligence community, and the post-9-11 post, uh, period. But uh, President Obama made a big, uh, uh, took a big step in uh, pushing uh, the hiring of, of uh, uh, diverse people. He created in 2011 a, uh, a, uh, an executive order which created within the federal government agencies, including in the IC, diversity offices. <clears throat> and he named um, uh, senior officials within the intelligence community, particularly James Clapper as the director of national intelligence and John Brennan, the director of the CIA, who pushed his agenda uh, uh, quite a bit further. And uh, uh, John Brennan, I believe, is is the primary uh, person responsible, shall we say, uh, for the, the uh, politicization that we've seen in recent years in, in, in the CIA. He uh, uh, pushed the president's agenda considerably and then went farther. Uh, and importantly, uh, and we know this from his own words, uh, he encouraged his people, CIA people, to be politically active, and we know we know that there was an up, upsurge in leaks uh, after uh, uh, Donald Trump became a serious presidential co- contender and then president, and we know too that there were a number of people who were out of government, former intelligence people or formers as we know them, and the formers also were active. And some of them said in no uncertain terms that they were uh, acting this way because of advice that, advice and encouragement that they got from John Brennan. When we talk about the intelligence community, as you point out in your book, uh, those formers uh, take up a big space that most of people, most people, I think, would not even consider to be in the IC. Uh, but they obviously have great influence uh, and, and roles to play. And you pointed out that almost, well, for the very first year that Obama was in office, he started this DEI, it was called that then, diversity, uh, equity, inclusion, uh, that, for example, we're seeing a, a manifestation of the disaster that's awaiting, I think, much of corporate America right now uh, in the Harvard uh, conflict and controversy over uh, their president, uh, who was first accused of being a bigot and the secondly, a plagiarist. And uh, and now the DEI thing has exploded in academia, but it, it hasn't done so in government. Uh, it still is being pushed as hard today, if not harder, uh, than it was ten years ago, isn't it? Oh, I think it's I think it's being pushed much harder now. 
So Obama started it very clearly. He set up the, the diversity offices within the federal government as a whole, which became, in essence, the, the ideological as well as the human resources uh, enforcement group within, within these organizations. Uh, uh, the Trump administration basically ignored this issue. They did essentially nothing to, right. to reverse it. And uh, when, uh, when Joe Biden became president, he, he, he uh, brought back the, uh, the Obama policies and then pushed them considerably further. So my sources are telling me that the kinds of things that I was seeing in, at CIA in the second Obama term and during the Trump years is now becoming um, uh, more common in uh, agencies uh, around the government, including in the uniformed military, which is unprecedented. Unprecedented and uh, and I think disastrous for the military. I I don't even want to contemplate where that uh, where that leads in terms of both the uh, the military order uh, morale uh, staffing uh, and the success of recruiting, of course, which has become the failure of recruiting right now. Uh, people just don't want to join a woke organization. Uh, they want to join the United States military, and that seems to be just a shadow uh, of a of an afterthought of what it once was. Uh, but staying with the CIA here for, a, for a, uh, some time, uh, John Brennan, as you mentioned, the primary, uh, if you will, the protagonist really within the, uh, the IC itself, uh, he, he was motivated not simply by uh, uh, Obama's uh, executive order, as you point out, uh, he, he was already well on his way to driving that program in the CIA uh, and now is colluding, if I may use that expression, uh, with uh, 50 others in, in, by 2020, 50 others in signing a letter lying through their teeth that it was Russian disinformation when one man, not generally considered to be part of the, the IC, the Attorney General, Bill Barr, knew full well he was lying even as he was debating Donald Trump in the final debate of 2020 uh, about the validity of, of both the uh, uh, Hunter Biden laptop, but also the uh, the ridiculous uh, assertion that Trump was colluding with the Russians, which they they knew very well he was not right. Well, the, the, the collusion, the Russian collusion issue was was uh, in the 2016-17 period. And as you know, uh, uh, special special counsel uh, Robert Robert Mueller uh, pretty much put that put that to bed. But you raise a, an important issue in the uh, what I call a laptop 51 letter. Right. But in this case, you you had a situation. Uh, I think we know now, courtesy some some House uh, hearings in March of of 2023. Here you had a situation in which the 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 uh, Hunter Biden laptop was was uh, left was looked at was seen to contain information that was uh, uh, at least prospectively very damaging to the the Biden family. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the FBI apparently looked at it, thought it was real, but didn't say anything. Uh, the campaign, the Biden campaign, did know that this was this was a prospective problem, and they encouraged then a couple of the formers, uh, um, Michael Morrell, former right. 
Deputy Director at CIA and, and Mark Polymeropoulos, a senior retired operations officer. They, they were then asked to help. And the way they helped was to write a short letter um, that, that would be an open letter. The open letter form, format was something that was used repeatedly during the Trump years. Uh, uh, letters would be signed. Uh, there would be a specific message associated with them. Usually they were published by Politico, uh, the organization here in, in, the, in the Washington area. Well, in this case, the, 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 the effort was to make the, the letter, uh, excuse me, make, make the, um, the laptop story, which was initially reported in the Washington, excuse me, in the New York Post, make it look like it was uh, Russian disinformation right. uh, and, and thereby uh, appear to be a, non, a non-issue. As you know, October surprises are things that uh, presidential candidates do not like. Now, w- was this, was this uh, really a Russian disinformation uh, operation? Uh, my understanding from one of the people who received a solicitation to sign this letter told me that the original solicitation was not use your good intelligence judgment to make to make a, an assessment of this situation. Instead, the message was, please sign the letter because we need we need to we want to help Joe Biden. So right. it was from the and, very and beginning, my, at least and, in this one case, it was right. it was a politically motivated use of intelligence expertise uh for blatant political purposes yeah and mike morrell former acting uh, director of the cia uh and deputy director as well uh, being very plain spoken and direct about it with those uh, uh the signees that he solicited saying it is specifically the for the purpose of helping joe biden win the presidency of the united states in, in this one case anyway uh, i have I have information from one source only but it was according to this source it was very clear in this instance, we've got Mike Morrell in his own words, and and uh, and that uh, to me is a, is a, is a disgrace, and no one has held him to account for it to this point. We are we are talking with John Gentry. He is the author of the very important book, Neutering the CIA. We're going to be talking with him next about what happens now, and we'll be right back after these quick words. Stay with us. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back now. We're talking with John Gentry. He is the author of what I consider to be a very important book, uh, Neutering the CIA. Uh, John, uh, 12 years, uh, an analyst uh, with the uh, CIA. He also spent four years uh, at the Intelligence University uh, and uh, is a thoughtful and knowledgeable uh, and great American. Uh, We thank you again for being with us, John. Uh, I want to turn to... The CIA today, as a result of all that has preceded over the previous, uh, well, almost decade and a half, uh, suddenly the CIA has quotas. It has demographic uh, uh, quotas and percentages that it has to meet in its makeup. I I was stunned reading your book to find that more than half of the uh, CIA employees are women, uh, which is an extraordinary number, uh, that there is an insistence upon racial quotas within the CIA, the DEI, that is uh, the case in, by the way, in human resources departments throughout corporate America now in all parts of the, the the federal government. Why would I noticed that there was no reference to how many conservatives and how many liberals they want to have on what quotas and what balance they want so that we look more like America, as you quote President Obama having said. Well, looking like America means you hire you hire and promote more people in who are in the 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 coalition of people who are uh, who are favored, and, right. and what that means effectively at, at this point is people who are not male, Caucasian, heterosexual, and healthy. Yeah, why would we not want some representation of what is the clear majority of the nation? Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's a breath, and I'm being facetious as I say this because it is so ludicrous on its face, but it is gospel to these true believers uh, on the left. These uh, these uh, neo Marxists who make up the leadership of the Democrat Party. Well, the the the, uh, the assumption, the assertion is that. Uh, uh, European American men are oppressors, uh, again, largely from a from a Marxian perspective, as you say. And so your 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 diversity policy is to help redress this oppressive evil. So you're not interested in in uh, in hiring more people who are who are Caucasian men, and certainly not conservative. And and here we are in 2024. With the most important, I believe, and and I said the same thing in 2020, so now it's just more important, I think existential now, uh, that this election be fair, uh, it be free, uh, and free of interference, certainly from the very intelligence community that has no business doing anything in domestic politics, as you point out time and time again, uh, that it's honored in, in violation constantly. The CIA seems to be principally a uh, one of the two or three largest sources of disinformation uh, campaigns against the American people. It is that serious. How do we roll it back? Well, I think, I think you need 
you need some uh, uh, senior leadership here. Uh, and again, uh, Mr. Trump did not do this in in in, uh, in 2017 to 21. So my my personal hope is whoever is the next president will will address this. But a, a key point here is that it really is not formally the CIA that is doing this. So we had a long history. I won't, won't even begin to get into it. But there were there were there were efforts in the 1960s and 70s to to have formal programs run by the director and so on that went after anti-war uh, activists right. uh, in the in the Vietnam War period. That uh, that activity was discovered. It was generally and widely considered to be inappropriate. So so the agency proper has not done domestic operations of this sort ever since, to my knowledge. It is, in, in fact, against the law and it's against the culture. But we have two major groups of people who are involved in this, who are active. Again, the formers, we've mentioned several of them here, right. who are now who use their intelligence credentials, uh, 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 bolstered, tar, uh, 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 shined up, and so on by the by the uh, the liberal media, uh, who who are. Uh, using the skills that CIA officers uh, developed over the years in the information operations area to uh, to to generate alterations in perceptions. And the second I, I, the second group I'm second sorry, group is the form is the current employees who are leaking. So they're leaking purposefully uh, incorrect information at times. They're doing what what's known as as disinformation. And the effort here is to is to uh, in in our contemporary case damage political enemies, including Donald Trump. And this is a bureaucracy. This is uh, we're talking about the intelligence community sworn, uh, taking an oath to defend the Constitution, trampling it, actually trying to subvert a president uh, to overthrow a president in the case of Donald Trump. We see an extension of that now simply because on the basis of their uh, their sense of self uh, righteousness that they know better than does anyone else. Uh, mere mortals like the American people uh, at the polls making a decision they prefer to make those decisions. Uh, this is this has risen to the level of a fifth column, in my opinion, uh, within the United States, uh, within our political system by groups of people who have no business interfering in domestic politics in any way. Well, I would, would certainly, certainly agree with you there. Uh, and in fact, we have a number of the formers, right? The, the, the leakers are not talking this way to the public. They can't do that. It's uh, either against the law, depending on what they're saying, or against policies. But people like John McLaughlin, for example, and any number of others, somewhat less articulately, have made the, made the point that uh, politicization of intelligence, the injection of politics into intelligence doing, even though they all recognize that this is bad, that there was such a such a horrid situation uh, developing in 2016 and then and then uh, present for four years that that intelligence people as good people needed to step forward and to uh, warn the American people about the the danger that was uh, that was that was confronting them 
So yeah, the danger, were, the danger that they had manufactured, uh, they everything from the creation of the Steele dossier, everything to the allegations that of collusion, were all uh, absolute fictions uh, structured, uh, manufactured by the intelligence community itself and its uh, uh, formers and assistors, enablers. Well, I, I think a Steele dossier actually. So this was this was a, a set of. Uh, small papers put together into a quote dossier done by uh, Christopher Steele, a former uh, British intelligence officer. Right. He yeah, was actually sense. hired by the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016 to do to do as part right. of the opera, uh, opposition research uh, effort. Yeah. Um, the, what what many of the and so this is a legitimate issue to to look at. Thank you, John, and I encourage everybody uh, listening to. To get John's book, John Gentry, the book is neutering the CIA. We appreciate you bringing all of this to our attention. I, please come back soon. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest will be Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. Judicial Watch filing a $30 million wrongful death and negligence lawsuit against the federal government on behalf of Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt who was killed by Capitol Police on January 6th. You don't want to miss it. Tom Fitton, great on this issue, as he is on all issues that Judicial Watch tackles. Please join us each and every day on The Great America Show and join us for a new television show, Lou Dobbs Tonight, Monday through Friday, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, on Frank Speech, Lindell TV, Rumble, Twitter, Amazon Fire, Facebook, Android, and Roku, and more. Please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.